Hey everyone, my name is Casey, and today I am here to give you the first deep dive episode of Against the Grain. Today is a very important topic, and as a matter of fact, I find it hard to imagine I will ever cover a more important topic. Today I'm going to be digging into the idea that the Bible is the ultimate authority in the lives of Christians. Now if you're not a Christian, you might find it hard to get much from this episode, but Surely no matter what you believe, many of the most ingrained ethics in our lives are either explicitly laid out by the Christian God or are implied through the application of the word in our lives. What I would like to propose today is this. The Bible needs to be respected as the work that it is, an inerrant, divinely inspired, and mutually exclusive piece of work produced by human hands that will never again be replicated. I want to enforce to all peoples, but especially to Christians, the Bible cannot be cast aside. For the secular world, the value of this work comes in proverbs and real-world wisdom proposed through what cannot be denied as beautiful poetry. But to Christians, everything we know about our namesake, Jesus Christ, comes from the Bible. Nothing that can be known about him comes from any other source. If you know anything about historicity, you'll know that the first secular source for the life of Jesus comes from... People like Josephus. Josephus was a Jewish scholar, and you know he was—he did his writings within a century after Jesus, and he by no means portrays Jesus the same way as he does, in, as he is in the Bible. My point is that if if first-century scholars have already misrepresented Jesus, and you decide that the Bible has unreconciled issues with its textual meaning or translation, then what's the point in even calling yourself a Christian? To me, I find it really heartbreaking how people will try to modernize Jesus to mean something either contradictory or just against what he died for. So ask yourself when you see people doing this, if you're promoting humanism or idolatry or any kind of sinful lifestyle in any shard of life, anything that's been explicitly condemned through Jesus in places like the Sermon on the Mount and Matthew, then you've been deceived if you believe you're following the real Jesus. He's a Messiah for all, across all eras. So just because he doesn't fit in the box that we want him to today, doesn't mean we can transmute his characteristics to mean what we want. That's why we cannot, under any circumstance, cast the Bible asunder. To do so would allow any person to make their own Jesus. And as is so often the case, a Jesus who is incompatible with the one present in the Bible. If we treat what Jesus taught as subjective, then he might as well have never existed. Because what is he if not the indestructible word of God? John 1.1 clearly says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Let's remind ourselves that the Bible is not just a Jewish historical document but it is also the living embodiment of Jesus Christ. Everything he came to do was fulfilled through scripture. It's basically an autobiography of the greatest man to ever live. It's his story, not ours, and I believe anyone who misrepresents it will be held accountable by him. I pray that anyone who calls upon his name would be saved. But he himself says in Matthew 7, 21 through 23, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. 
on that day many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? And I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. What I'm really getting at is if you genuinely call upon Jesus when you do work, please for your own sake and for the sake of others, make sure you're praying to the right Jesus. He's very real. He's very much God. And what should be known about him can be known plainly through the reading of his word. So this is an argument I get uh, from people close to me sometimes. How do we know that the Bible hasn't been manipulated over the years to serve some rogue agenda? Is the current work we read accurate to the originals? Is it trustworthy? The historical study of the Bible, and the life of Jesus for that matter, has been a captivating journey for, for generations. Modern science, just like scripture, can do a lot of good when in search of truth, but if you wield it with bias or hate or an agenda of your own, it can do some real harm. So take it from unbiased sources when you read about historicity. What I want to posit is that you can take the words of Paul literally, like in Corinthians and Colossians, where he says he and us alike are servants to Jesus and to the gospel. Elsewhere, he says that his goal is not rooted in deception, but is this service. It wouldn't sit well with the millennia of Christian scholars who've intricately preserved the proper text of the Bible if we were to say that their work is in vain. Our rejection of the understanding of the Bible is to say that we don't believe them. We don't believe that their work's life amounts to anything. Even if it did, we're threatening to throw it out anyway because we disagree with its meaning. So, what I'm saying is that it's clear that Christians who reject the Bible on the grounds of inaccuracy are exactly the reason it would become inaccurate in the first place. If you want to try to say it's inaccurate, this is what it actually means, well, the meaning that you're trying to posit has to be what it meant 2,000 years ago as well. And it has to apply 1,000 years ago. And it has to apply 100 years ago. Truly, Jesus can be said that he defends the gospel that we have today. And true believers have defended and upheld the meaning of the word since its creation. And we will do so ad nauseum and ad infinium. In short, because God is good until kingdom come, not a dot or iota of his word will ever change and will never be perverted and never be construed. You can trust the Bible. You may wish to check the context between translations, but its meaning has been preserved through the ages. So, even if the Bible is historically preserved, and let's say that we use it as a given that it is, what is it if not just a book of literature, a history book of Jewish culture, if you don't believe that it has divine origin? Any man can write a book. The author plants the reader waters, but God provides the growth. All other works of man will be temporary, but what God has built is going to prosper forever, including the Bible. It can't possibly be as preserved as it is if it wasn't originating from the Spirit. It just wouldn't be the same text. 
But just as God never changes, the word never changes. A single verse of the Bible I have found has more truth in it than all other works of man combined. Humankind just isn't capable of producing this kind of writing on their own. It doesn't make sense to believe in this God, but not to believe his every word. I find that God is a more credible witness to the creation of the world than any temporal and short-lived man. And if he says this is his complete word, it's believing, no matter who wrote it. So if we continue with these assumptions, establishing that the Bible is accurate and divine, can we say there are other works like it? But of course not. What would be the point? Why would God need to produce any more works to, pr to prove his point? If the Bible has everything we need to know in it, what else could we possibly get from other sources? And this is where LDS and JWs and false denominations and cults alike fall apart. They have organized beliefs, sure, but why on earth would God ever work backwards on what he's done? You can complicate things as much as you want, but Christianity will always be a simple, monogamous work, unneeding of edit, addition, or addendum. We don't carry around golden tablets, we don't have tribunal groups of leaders, nothing, nothing like that. I challenge you, the listening Christian, to rest firm in the sole belief that Jesus Christ died for your sins, and that the Bible is the only place you need to look to see so. So, what I'm calling you to do here today, I just, I pray that you would resist the urge to change the Bible to say what you want it to say, and resist the urge to try to disprove what it says through irrelevant means. Revi resist the urge to throw it out for complexity. We have Bible studies for this purpose. If you live the life that God has outlined in the Bible, everyone around you will benefit. I know that this topic is something that probably splits and polarizes many people, but this conviction of my faith that the Bible has to be respected, I, I felt like one of the most important topics I would ever cover, and I say it's better to do it now than wait to do it down the road, since the idea that the Bible has authority is an assumption that on all other things I believe are based on. So whatever you, the listener, may believe, you don't have to agree with me to receive wisdom from what I say. Many other topics that I'm hoping to cover come from common sense, which, again, I say is from the Bible, but, but for now, know that I did not start this project to condemn, but to serve as an aid and to aid others on a journey of nonconformity. So, again, I thank you for lending me your time, and I pray that this serves a purpose in strengthening your faith or questioning what you've known. So thanks again, and I hope to speak to you again soon.